the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. I like bright lights. Now, not necessarily on the stage, but I, we got we got bright lights in here. Our, uh, our vice president for news and programming, Christine, has put uh, a nice couch in here. Well, that's where you sleepy DJ. I may take a nap. I may take a nap uh, during the show at some point. But we've also got end tables and lamps, so we've got some added light in here. I like this. Do y'all like the the mood? Is that called ambiance? Ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy okay. words. Well, thank you for that. Now that neon sign over there, I don't know what that's that says. old. It, it says uh, Rush Room. It was uh, from the Rush Limbaugh era, and we've had that. They're going to put it up somewhere in here just because it's. Um, you know, Rush, of course, isn't with us anymore, and and uh, we haven't carried the show in a long time. But uh, you know, it's a it's a real artifact. Oh yes, and it's a yes, a neon sign, Rush Room. They used to be all over the place, but uh, we're gonna hang hang it up somewhere in here, I guess. And uh, so it's it's kind of cool looking. <laughs> news uh, news talk traffic. No traffic this morning. We have a traffic guy back in the back of the newsroom, John Champion. So I guess he. We could haul him in here and, <laughs> and get some traffic if we wanted to. Brother Rigsby's there, although he's got to leave a little early because the Durham Bulls got a game today. Well, you oh, talk about man. traffic no. on Lake Wheeler near me with Dreamville. Oh, my goodness. Oh, How did you get out of there? Well, I, I'm worried about getting home because <laughs> the, the entrance is – Well, you're going to have to you're gonna have to drive around. You're going to take a circuitous route. I will take a circuitous route on Maywood. <laughs> You already got it Take planned, you haven't Take you? Take the scenic route back. Yeah, I got yeah. scenic route. Boy, that is a big deal. I hope they don't get rained on today. I, I don't know when it starts, but it. Uh, I think, yeah. Johnny, I haven't looked at the radar, but you said it's around Greensboro. The It was just west of Greensboro front, this morning, the head of the, 6 o'clock or so. Okay. It was, um, yep, I think about 10, 9, between 9 and 11 is where it's going to be the head. Well, I'll tell you, we've gotten rid of drought, any drought conditions in the state that I know of. I don't I don't think down east has any drought, and the mountains don't have drought. All God's children don't have drought now. Yeah. Well, it's a horrible price they paid out west, though, for getting Oh, gosh. I, it, it just, it just everything soups up out there. And, uh, yeah, I know in little, the Little Rock area, it's just uh, devastating. 
and uh, we we pray for all those folks and uh, wish them well. And I I know help is coming, but when you've lost everything, I just can't imagine it. Yeah, that's devastating. Yeah. So um, say a prayer for those folks, and uh, say a prayer for Rufus because he's got to deal with wisteria. Oh my goodness! (laughs) It's all over the place. Of course, it has been for a while. You haven't said anything about it. You've been clamming up on that. I've learned to accept. When I first came there in 1978, there was a beautiful, pristine forest as you came into the Edmiston place. And about 10 years later, ravaged. Uh. Wisteria had taken down the trees. It it is a a beautiful thing, but has evil nature to it. And people, uh, they, they sell wisteria. And I look at it and run from it. I, I don't even want to be around it. I'm afraid it'll attach itself to my skin. <laughs> you know, uh, the it, it's it's really funny. There are a couple of folks in my neighborhood who have them, and I assume that they're the type that don't spread. But they have them. They're they're upright, and, and but they kind of weep, mm-hmm. and they look very pretty. And from year to year, I don't see any changes except they get a little bigger i hear that is johnny the Amer- american kind they call it yeah, will, yeah. will not spread it's very yeah, pretty yeah. i, I like that I don't, yeah i don't know that it has uh, year-round interest because I, I don't guess i really notice it any yeah. other time of year but it looks yeah. very pretty That's right when you now. notice it's when it's blooming so rufus maybe you should give it a chance <laughs> oh, I, I like uh, the things I have far too much better yeah, yeah. but we, i have we'll to admit this terrier bloom is is a, a magnificent very, thing. Very pretty. Yeah. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they smell wonderful. But you notice yeah. I brought in a little collection of yeah, what bloomers did you today. Bring I did in? not bring yeah. any wisteria. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah, You've brought, gotten it out of your yard, haven't you? Uh, pretty much. Oh, yes. Everything's here. Yeah, yeah I, 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 when you see the, the gazebo area, there'll be, no longer be any wisteria on that. I, I totally demolished that. I, mean, I have John here helping me out. I was, Showing some of the varieties of yeah, he's got of azaleas, and nice, we've identified almost all of them. And nice of southern indica varieties. Got some uh, GG Gerbing, white one there, and uh, the Formosa, the yeah. sort of magenta fuchsia. Uh, I guess um, I don't know what you would describe that color. Uh, yeah, sort of a magenta color. Here's sort of an orangey, orangey color. There's some right yeah. pretty ones here yeah. at, at Curtis Media. We've got yeah. a lot of plants here. We don't have gardens. But uh, we do have some plants like camellias on the north side and uh, some azaleas and Japanese maples and things like that. Yeah, really there's that pretty. little, little uh, separate camellia thing I've seen out there so much. Well, I I'm thought gonna, you were going to dig that up. Well, I'm about to dig that up, but I do, <laughs> I do want to check with Big Daddy first. Mr. Curtis, you listening? <laughs> no, I know, I know that there are cameras all over this place. <laughs> Johnny, this is this is what I call a wood hyacinth. Yeah. It, it, what 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 bluebell? I I'm, I'm have to do a little research on this one, Rufus. I'm not. They're all not over the sure. place, and I love them. I don't I'm know. They sure aren't blue. This is bell. It's a bell shaped flower. It looks purple to me. Yeah. yeah. Without foliage, is it sort of like a a hyacinth foliage? Is that? Yeah, the foliage is sort of hyacinth. I always just call it wood hyacinth. Yeah. And, of course, my favorite, and John is here, is an old-fashioned lilac. Yeah, yeah. I just... uh, I'm, there's a poem somewhere, when lilacs bloom, it had to do with President Lincoln somehow. And I can't, I can't remember huh. that poem. Maybe somebody call in yeah, and, maybe have and that. tell me what I'm trying to think of. 
But, it but is, yeah, yeah, those it's old got a great, dogs. wonderful scent they, to it. They have their send that uh, what you think is a bluebell over here, and I'll see if I can take a picture yeah. of it and search it with Google Lens on see, here. It says, uh, but yeah, the old fashioned lilac is a is a wonderful shrub. It does have its um issues, its foliar issues in this part of the country because it mm-hmm. um it gets powdery mildew. Oh, quite bad, but it it is beautiful when it blooms. My mom. Yeah. Well, now this one doesn't, Johnny. I, I I planted some that I ordered one time from a, a catalog about thirty years ago. It is a bluebell, and they it is, it is okay. Yeah, okay. it's a common or Spanish bluebell or Spanish bluebell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what it what it looks like to me yeah. on there. Yeah, you've got Google Lens on yours. I I th- think yeah. Ru- yeah. Uh, Rufus, you have yeah. Google. I think I do. If not, we'll put we'll put it on there for okay. you, and you can you can punch the camera icon up there, and it uh, then it becomes Google Lens, and you can take a photo of an object, and then it tells you as best it can from it from searching the internet what it might be. You know, yeah, and it's it's pretty good. At least it narrows it down a lot of times. It gives you some pictures you can uh, you can yeah, choose that, from. That, that looks pretty much like the hyacinthoids authorities. Um, so the genus is uh-huh. the same as the. Hyacinthoid. I think I've got one here called Garden Answers. Uh-huh. That may be the the app you're talking. Well, do you about. have uh, no? Do you have Google? It has no, a big G on it. No, I don't. I, I'd like for you to help me put that on there. All right. All right, we'll uh, we'll do that. It, during see, Johnny, that looks like a little marijuana plant there. <laughs> that's not from your yeah. home garden, is yeah, it? That's... No. <laughs> I remember one time <laughs> when Dr. Richie Bell ran the NC Botanical Garden at Chapel Hill. He called me up and he said, "Mr. Attorney General, I got a I got a question. I want to grow a marijuana for research purposes." There you go. Yeah. And he said. Can you give me a little uh, assurance that I won't be arrested? <laughs> Have the SBI come over here sometime and uproot me and cuff me and take me downtown? And I said, Dr. Richie Bell, you go right ahead and do that. And I'm I'm hereby giving you immunity for research only, but keep those students away from it. <laughs> he was yeah. a great director of the NC Botanical Garden. It's just a beautiful garden. And I'm, I'm, I wish somebody one time would do a a book that. on all the wonderful botanical gardens in North Carolina. I, I'm sure somebody has, but I, I don't know. I'll I'll search that and and see if we can find can anything find on it. They are there are some wonderful, and we have have uh, three in in just in this area. It's yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Uh, it's a little rainy out there, and it's a little windy at this point. I think the winds are going to pick up, especially if you're in in the mountains. They've uh, I think they've been roaring this morning, but we'll, yeah. we'll uh, hear Brother Rigsby uh, talking to the folks at the Weather Service uh, a little later on this morning here on WPTF. You mean he's back from spring training? He's back. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's back. I bet he's a thin. I bet he's thin down after all that training he's been doing. I don't know that he's been training <laughs> or not. I, I didn't ask him. For, now he's going to come in here and balk me on the I, head. I did not. I did not weigh him, so I, I, I cannot testify to sport. that. Now we can't bring a scale out here. No, uh, we we can't do that. We can't force anybody into anything. We can't force them to call us. This morning, but I'd appreciate it. 
<laughs> Rufus has another plant here, Spirea. It's uh, it looks like a Van Hoot, a Van Hootia Spirea. That's I think that's what that is. The only one we have is a Reeves Spirea, and the only reason we have it is because my wife's maiden name is Reeves. Well, you oh, said okay. it was ugly last time. It is is not the prettiest Spirea. variety to me, Reeves, and my um, and Melissa doesn't like it that I'm much either. By name, I can't. Uh, the is the bloom sort of clustered like this one? Yeah, yeah, it okay. looks kind of like okay. that. I think okay. that one's prettier though. Yeah, yeah, the Van Hoodie is a, is a pretty one. You know, they've got a lot of pretty spireas. But the thing with spireas, you have to be careful and make sure you know which one you get for pruning purposes because some of the spireas bloom on old growth and some of them are going to bloom on new growth. So just yeah, like hydrangeas, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. really picky. They <coughs> yeah. just got yeah. to test have us. To, you have to know. Well, these I've never pruned, so it, it just it, it must be. That's the way this to is buy a, yeah, plants. This, this um. Yeah, this blooms on. Uh, well, the new growth has come out this spring. Mm-hmm. Is what it's bloomed on. Well, so. they do get bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger every year. Yeah, yeah. But some of the ones that bloom very early, they're they bloom on last year's last year's growth. And the um, but then some that bloom in the summer, the the gold mounds and uh, gracious, they got several different varieties now of uh, of those that that you can prune them back and actually get them to bloom again um, for you. Oh, I, but, um, they'll they'll repeat bloom just like the Budley as well. Yeah, I was uh, so we were on uh, out at Logan's last week, just uh, one of our favorite places. And Josh Logan, I just love the Logans; they're such fine people. But Josh was pointing something out. I just I have fallen in love with the uh, repeat blooming azaleas because I, I have. But something that Josh pointed out, they're not very showy, like uh, some of our more traditional varieties they don't have all the flowers packed together mm-hmm. now they will sporadically bloom, bloom throughout yeah yeah and i appreciate that but uh, you really need both in your landscape yeah yeah the traditional still still has its place in the landscape for sure mm-hmm. the um yeah the repeat bloom and another one uh, not to get too much on the pruning but pruning them um you want to prune them right after they finish blooming in the spring if they repeat bloom you probably, not, not after the that fall first, spring. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't want to prune. I that a lot. Yeah. You don't want to prune because it's, it's sort of strange when something repeat blooms like that and you're, you've always been told to prune after they finish blooming. And so, which bloom? And uh, uh, right after they finish blooming in the spring for the for the repeat blooming azalea. Now, Mike, you were talking about that's the old fashioned azalea. It's about 10 feet tall. Now, I have yeah. one. I have a encore that's that color. Yeah. So it. Um, it's just a, a, a just a gorgeous color, but there's some there's some uh, we were mentioning the ones here at Highwoods uh, at our building, and uh, there's some downstairs that are they must be ten feet tall. I mean, you could walk under them because mm-hmm. they, they're limbed up a little bit. They're almost uh, azalea trees. <laughs> they are pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this has been a great year for blooming plants so far. Just extraordinary. Everything that blooms has has bloomed even better i think yeah yeah i mean everything has bloomed it's been we're we're, i think all spring we've been running two to three weeks early for everything blooming but uh i think rufus was saying his red buds were bloomed and and gone yeah i still see a few around but i I rode by and checked on our weekend gardener uh ruby falls as a and that looks good oh good it's still rather diminutive but (laughs) It'll grow, and yeah. uh, I think it'll be fatter than tall, and that'll that'll look uh, that'll fill up that little area there at. Um, Did you say a sailor? You you meant I meant uh, uh, redbud, redbud, red red yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ruby Falls redbud. 
<laughs> weeping redbud, yeah. They're beautiful. It's kind of like Rufus and I getting on the elevator, and and we're here on the second floor, and I told him to press two. <laughs> Rufus, Rufus, Rufus points toward the points his finger toward the button, and then looks back at me. <laughs> two? I, well, I punched you want it. two? And I said, you want two again? <laughs> we, we won't go anywhere story. with two. So it's the uh, same thing. That's the way my mind works at this point in my life. Uh, you, not, had too, you had too much sleep last night. I had too much sleep. I'm just not used to it. And and uh, Saturday mornings, I'm giddy because I've gotten I've gotten so much sleep. That's well, when I get the least. But, That's right. Well, it's school night. Yeah, school night. <laughs> you should get more. You should get more. Oh, I can't go to sleep till eleven o'clock, no matter what. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I can. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I want to see what the, the latest disaster is in the world. Well, you can find that out all day long, every yeah. second of the day if you want to. So, But you're a traditionalist in many ways, and that's fine. All right, 919-860-9783. We'll talk more about your plants and Rufus's plants and all God's children's plants. Coming up here on the Weekend Gardener from WPTF, it's 823 at FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF at 827. Mike Rayleigh here along with Rufus Edmonston. Johnny Coley is with us. And I don't think I even uh, – we just started talking. I didn't even (laughs) say say that uh, Johnny Coley from Granville and Person County is here. What kind of professional does that? Uh, 919-860-9783. Rufus needs no introduction, of course, but uh, he is the uh, former Attorney General and Secretary of State of North Carolina and a big part of the the Watergate Committee uh, back in the day and the Secretary General of Gardening. And Skip is with us in Raleigh. Skip, we only have a couple of minutes. How can we help you, buddy? Uh, thank you so much for taking the call. By the way, Rufus mentioned um, security cameras. We think of them as a recent um, development, but my parents, when I was a kid about 60 years ago, had one, and she was called Mrs. Carpenter, and she lived next door. <laughs> oh. That's right. That's right. Everybody watches. Well, we'll yeah. we'll uh, sne- sneak in under the dark of night, Rufus, and, and uh, yeah. get in. Hey, uh, quick question. Um, we have the church community garden, which now seems to have become – um, a habitat for fire ants with a little dabbling of vegetables on the side. Commercial operators say they've not found anything that um, is label approved for use around vegetable gardens. Wonder if you guys had any thoughts. Hmm. I must garden. No, I don't um, know if they have anything for I fire ants. Don't I don't anything. think so. There's um, uh, a, a product with the active ingredient spinosad. Um, it's labeled for fire ants and um, carbaryl, which is uh, seven liquid seven. You can mix that up as a drench and drench the mounds, um, and that's labeled for gardens. I'm trying to think of any other products. Um, that, that, so those those are two that come to mind. Seven, 
Liquid Seven. Liquid Seven. Just make sure it is labeled for for fire ants, and you can um and and most of them are labeled for vegetables. And and, and with that, I mean, we we normally try to stay away from carbaryl as much as we can because of pollination um yeah. issues, but. If with drenching it, you know, you're just going to drench the soil. You're not going to get it on the flowers of the plants, of course. So, right. you know, just Skip, drench, uh, I'll tell you what, plants. Skip, hold on, and uh, we'll get right back to you after the news. All right, we'll be back here on WPTF. <clears throat> Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 833. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Johnny Coley from Granville and Person County Extension Service. And uh, we were talking, Skip, about fire ants in a vegetable garden which uh, is is not a great thing. Johnny, yeah. did you come up with anything else? Well, the spinosad and the carbaryl is probably going to be your, your best, though, something with those active ingredients in it. Um, it does list some pyrethroids as well um, that, that are usually labeled for vegetables. And that's the key is that it is labeled for your vegetable garden when you're applying it. And what about um, bees? Well, with the bees, you're applying it to the to the ground, so you don't really have to worry about the the pollinators. You're not applying it to the plant where the flowers are, so you should be safe um, with okay. that. So you you know just, what is, just drench it. What is the active ingredient again? We're looking for it's uh, uh, spinosad, which is S P I N O S A D, or okay, great, or carbaryl, which is the the liquid seven uh, C A R B A R Y L. Right. Make sure it's something you apply to the to yeah, the ground it, and and yeah. not to the foliage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, of you that's where you would want to apply it anyway for for the fire ants. But yeah, uh, just drench those right, mounds. Right. And and just keep in mind that when you do drench, um, it, it, depending on the size of the mound, it may take one to two gallons of solution to um, to get down to the queen. So that's what we need to do. So it's really a super drench. Is it a one time thing, or do we need to come back? <laughs> Uh, a week later, two weeks later, whenever. It, it will probably get that mound. Unfortunately, they may move. I mean, fire ants, unfortunately, is a management process, not an eradication process. So it's um, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. you're probably going to have them. Um, but, yeah, you, you get that mound, and then another one often does pop up near nearby. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got more than one now, as I say. Yeah. We've become a habitat for fire ants with a few veggies on the side. We yeah. like to turn that around again thank you so much That's really well, skip you yes, could sir. call the unc flagler school of management <laughs> <laughs> right. right exactly yeah yeah although um you know sadly I, i'm a little darker blue color guy so maybe the fuqua was oh oh yes yes <laughs> well i was pulling for duke and i wanted i've always for any north carolina team that's in in the running and i'm just so disappointed when duke got knocked out yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, I looked at the Final Four last night. I don't know uh, the name of any of those teams except maybe UConn. Uh, I have no idea. Well, the Miami. Uh, Miami, of course. Yes, I see. Yeah, well, that's right, Miami. Well, the the nice thing, the back side of my bracket was good for scratch paper. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty true for most most people. And Virginia yeah, Tech lost it. last night in the women's thing. Uh, I'm sorry to, yeah, sorry to yeah, hear. I was hoping that they would win, but. Yeah, well, the uh, the uh, the ACC women have done really well. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a, those are exciting tournaments, both of them. Fire ants. I, I won't ask you about how you treat the bites. That's a whole 
Oh man, you got to run. You got to be fast, Skip. Come on now, don't don't uh, linger. Don't wear those flip flops in the garden. Yeah, maybe we'll get you. Well, it's actually my wife, and and they're all over her hands and arms. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Gosh, I mean, uh, one bite yeah, is, can yeah. can really uh, oh, yeah. hurt a lot. Not comfortable, uh, right? Uh, for sure. But, yeah, but, uh, be careful with that. Up, Good gracious. Keeping the pharmaceutical folks in business. With, yeah. Uh, Tell your wife to wear some brogans next time. Well, tell her she's not she's not needing bread either down there. Yeah, <laughs> the same stuff you use for fly fishing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Thank you, Skip. Thank you Waiters. Thanks again, and uh, have a good rest of the morning. You right. too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Lewis is with us, brother Lewis. How you doing there? Good morning. Couldn't be doing better. Nothing could be finer than to be in Carolina in the morning. Amen. Lewis, I appreciate that uh, ad, that Rayleigh, uh, uh, Rayleigh Buick ad that you sent me, and I had no idea that uh, Daddy uh, dealt in international harvester trucks at one time. I know. That was really a, a super ad, and uh, yeah, I, that had your name on it, so I had to send it <laughs> your way. I, did not, I really didn't know that. I thought I knew everything about but. Um, well, he, he, he sold Siegler heaters. Oh yeah, and all manner of stuff. Uh, well, you know, he studied electronics in college, and he had a uh, first time he was in Nashville. He had a radio business uh, down there where Nashville Furniture is, kind of on the corner. Mm-hmm. And so, and then he left and went to Creedmoor, and he was first person in Creedmoor to have a television. And wow, then he opened up deal. the Ford dealership. And uh, but he he a lot of times had had uh, cars and also uh, appliances. Yeah, and my dad bought a '59 um, Chevrolet Brookwood station wagon, the one with the big fins on it. Oh yeah, from, uh, Rayleigh's. And uh, boy, that was a nice car. I, we thought at the time it was really a beautiful. It was beautiful big. Car. Yeah, those cars yeah. in the late '50s were really big. Anyway, I wanted to get back with you to let you know. I saw and met Jamie Valvano in person on Thursday oh. at the Rocky Mountain Event Center, the Chambers Women's Empowerment Conference. I was probably the only male in the audience. She lit that room up. I guess so. What a fantastic speaker. Yeah. With all the trademark Valvano, she's got the sense of humor. She paces the stage. She does the hand gestures. <laughs> And I just can't tell you how inspiring she is. And when you said she is a wonderful person, she is. You were not kidding. Yeah. Well, Lewis, I I can back that up. Uh, uh, Jim Valvano and I and Crockett Long formed the Jim Valvano Kids Classic to help the children at Duke Hospital Cancer Center Mm -hmm. for years, and she was a frequent visitor. And I agree. What a what a dynamo. Yeah. I know, and and what an attractive lady she She's, is! An Italian doll. She is beautiful. You know, she she knew because the chamber had told her that I had been in, you know, the film about her dad, Jimmy V, and Never Give Up. And she approached me. I mean, there were people hanging all over her. You can imagine, but she approached me and said, "Hey, I heard you were in a movie." And there she is, standing right there. I was so thunderstruck, <laughs> like beating in understand. my heart. Yeah. And she signed my – I had a white baseball cap that had the um, Converse All-Star logo in the front. Oh. And she signed a big red pack, Wolfpack red V on the side of it. That is a treasure. That's a trophy now oh, I'll be yeah. wearing and I'll be displaying. Absolutely. Well, Lewis, she ought to be, she, she ought to be thunderstruck to meet you. That's right. Well, 
Lewis, you've done all kinds of stuff. Here's the thing. She told me, too, that there is another film in the works about Jimmy in Hollywood now in pre-production, and I think they've tapped Ray Romano to play the lead. That sounds like a good match. Um, Mm. This film won't, won't center on basketball so much. It'll be about his latter stage of his life and the rollout of the V Foundation, which will make a fantastic dramatic movie. And um, when she signed the uh, invitation that I had to see the screening of Never Give Up in New York at the Ed Sullivan Theater, I had that with me. She signed it. She gave me the best compliment I guess I'll ever get in my entire life. She said, thank you for carrying on my dad's legacy. Don't give up. Jamie Valvano. I mean... I'm I'm so high, I'm still high as a kite, and yeah. believe me. Oh, by the way, I relayed that story about that you told me about Jack Nicholson, you know, p- tapping V on the plane there, yeah. saying hello. Yeah, I don't think she had heard that particular story. So when she got into her speech, she was saying, "You know, I can really feel the presence of my dad in this room." As a matter of fact, I just met Lewis and. He knows more about my dad than I do. <laughs> well, you know, there are a lot of people that know about Jim Valvano. Uh, he made he made a lot of friends and covered a lot of territory. He really did. So, anyway, I just wanted to get back with you and let you know that uh, met her, and, and I told her, I, boy, I'd love to be in another Jimmy V film. Yeah, absolutely. So we may be in touch on that. We'll, we'll see. All right. Things roll out slow in Hollywood. I'm sure. And, but, but anyway, I'm... Um, have a great one, and um, we'll be in touch. And everybody in Nashville says, hey. Hey, everybody in Nashville. <laughs> Thank you, Lewis. All right. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Go Pack. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's head up to beautiful Caldwell County. Uh, is this Caldwell County or Caswell County? Pete? Caldwell County. I've got a two-acre pond. I'll go right to it. Two-acre pond with a moss issue. Um which county? I'm I'm sorry, I missed. Which county are you from? What area? Caswell. Oh, you're in Caswell uh, County. Okay, uh, not Caldwell. I, I okay. thought Caldwell. He's right next to Watauga. Yeah, that's, that's way on out there. Um, so you got moss growing near your pond. Oh, yeah, it's in the pond. It's oh, in the pond. In the summer. Yeah, yeah. One one uh, control for it. Uh, I heard copper sulfate. We could maybe broadcasted around around in the pond around the edges um then i've heard of maybe putting a herbicide in the water that uh, won't kill the fish but it, it, it would kill the kill the moss and i uh, don't want to damage any trees downstream if it gets well, up to the rain and pours through so I'm kind of looking for advice um it's it's probably a type of filamentous algae that's growing on the pond that's um that's sort of the, the you have a couple of different algaes that usually get on ponds and i've seen a lot of the filamentous algae this spring um and, and a copper a copper solution will uh kill the the filamentous algae uh, a, a solution or a um, product that has diquat and copper in it works well um you, you can just do the copper as a as a spray you can you can get it as a spray or granular um, do you have fish in the pond? 
Yes, sir. Okay. So just be careful about the copper because copper um, at, at higher levels can be toxic to the fish. So just be, be careful. Just read the label and, and follow the label directions on any of the products. But you can, um, yeah, the copper, the, I think there's one called Coutrine that has just copper in it. That's a liquid form um, of copper. And then um, Diquat. Diquat is a little bit more pricey. And, and you can just pour the diquat in. You have to sort of measure the volume of the water in the pond and figure out how much diquat to pour in, uh, and you can treat it treat it that way as well. But just a topical copper does work good with the filamentous algae. So will I have an issue if I, if I kill the algae? You've got a koi pond. If you kill a lot of algae, it, it, it actually will uh, starve the oxygen to the fish too um if you get too much basically you don't eat sediment in the bottom that so. that is a concern if you if it's covered you know quite a bit of the pond if and and as it decays it is going to take up the, the dissolved oxygen in the pond so that is a concern if you have a lot of it you want to probably treat it you know 25 percent and 25 percent 25 percent 25 get you know some of it all, all along rather than spraying the whole pond at one time Maybe do that at twenty five percent at annual or, or? Uh, no no once it once it decays once it goes and and you know decays and goes through the process of decaying then you can do the other twenty five percent so yeah you you could do it all in a season just just do it over time rather than doing all at one time mm-hmm. okay well that helps me appreciate it yes sir you know my friend Lee Farber up there uh, no sir he, he's a, a lawyer over town there who uh, is it. Lee Farmer. No. Yeah. Lee. Yeah, he's a fine man. Well, look him up and say that Rufus said hello. <laughs> we'll do it. Thank you. Pete, you call us back and let us know if this works for you. Yes, sir. Thank you. If not, I go up there and bang on Johnny's door at the, <laughs> in Oxford. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. I, won't, I won't really do that, Johnny. I'll take you out lunch. Hey, but I'll We'll, we'll go to Plan B if that doesn't work. Plan B is good. You can always rate. If it's not a lot of filamentous algae, you can. One of the cultural um, methods of controlling it is raking it out of the pond. That is fairly labor-intensive, but uh, especially if you have a lot and it's a large pond. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, it is it is one of the control measures. Get a Boy Scout trip to do it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get somebody to the Eagle Scout Project to clean the pond. Yeah, that's right. All right, nine one nine. Excuse me, eight six zero nine seven eight three. Is your lawn looking a little ragged from winter critter damage? Have moles dug tunnels in your lawn? Have plants been devoured by voles? Are you ready to give up gardening because you're just fed up with the damage caused by moles and voles? Well, don't be discouraged. Stop the damage with I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. I must garden mold and vole repellent has a strong formulation, super strong, and it's effective, easy to use. I must garden mold and vole repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. It's safe to use around your family and pets, and it's environmentally safe. As I mentioned uh, so many times, many products that kill molds and voles can have an undesirable effect of, of killing other animals, too. So you don't want that. But not I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. It contains only natural ingredients and botanical oils, giving you the peace of mind that you won't be unintentionally harming any other animals, pets, or birds. 
Imos Garden Mole and Vole Repellent is available at independent garden centers and hardware stores all around the Triangle and beyond, such as Southern States in Carborough and all the town and country hardware stores in the Triangle. Look for it in the big orange bag or the hose-in sprayer and put an end to the moles and voles in your garden with Imos Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. Be sure to check out all the Imos Garden natural repellents for squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and, of course, their best-selling deer repellent and rabbit repellents. To learn more about protecting your garden from pests, visit imustgarden.com. So, Mike, I can, I can vouch for a squirrel deterrent from every time I grow tomatoes, Squirrels come take get, get it up about the size of a small apple, and squirrels come take them a little bite of it. Yeah. So I sprinkled I must garden around the the base of the I, I plant in pots now, and I had no problem. But I, I did that about five years ago, and so I must garden works well to run away squirrels. I know that. Well, so it also Rufus, I think uh, your dog had Jasper had an encounter with a raccoon. He certainly did. And I think uh, I must garden animal repellent helped with that too, didn't it? In addition to. The raccoon one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They, they have mighty, mighty sharp yeah, claws. Yeah, they but they stayed out, of the, uh, stayed out of the doghouse, didn't they? Yeah. They had this one that took up in the doghouse, and Jasper just decided this raccoon is not going to take over my homestead <laughs> so ja- so, so jasper, jasper rousted him jasper applied some uh a- <laughs> animal rebellion from i must garden i, I must it. jasper <laughs> all right so uh, more of the weekend gardener coming up here on wptf You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. I think I could testify in court to that, that it's the longest-running gardening show. Oh. Yeah. I think I could testify in court and and not feel like I was committing perjury. (laughs) Without, yeah. Yeah. I I, think you're safe on that one. Yeah, I just, uh, just, and I've researched it, but I I just can't find anything. If, If anybody knows of one... There may be something on the BBC that's run longer, but... Well, if you can't find it, whoops, it must mean it's the truth. Well, that's right. We're sorry about the squeal. Yeah, we squeal every once in a while here. <laughs> uh, Joe is in... Uh, Joe, Joe is with us. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Yes, sir. Joe, uh, we, we see... Joe is, uh, is one, comes to our remotes, too. He not only calls... He is a fan of the show. Joe, thank you. Yeah, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Do uh, you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. You you do sound a little distant. Uh, you sound like one of the old phones. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of these brand new iPhones. Well, you, I, I can hear you fine. Yeah, okay. I, I hear you well now. But I want to talk about the azaleas. They have acted strange this year. Uh, but, uh, we've got some that did not bloom at all, and uh, two or three of them uh, have already bloomed and dried up, and uh, we got a few that are 
talked about halfway towards full bloom now. I just went, is the weather what's caused all this? That that does sound like weather. Well, the the not blooming at all. That's that's sort of strange. If um, you did, you hadn't trimmed those sometime yeah. uh, in the last few months, have you? No, hadn't okay. trimmed at all. Yeah. Did they have any buds on them? Yeah. They did not. There those are pink ones, and we got about six or eight of them out there next to the street, beside the driveway, and uh, half of them bloomed, and the other half did. I tell you what, Joe. I think you need a soil test. Yeah, they they like acid, don't they, Johnny? They they do like a little lower pH. Um, but I I don't know. Hmm. That is sort of odd that half of it would, you know, a, a light. I have seen I've seen street lights actually affect the bloom on, but they usually do bloom. They just they, they'll affect the bloom. One side of the tree will bloom earlier than the other, but um, mostly that's, that's yeah. If yeah we know there is a street light there across the road from them. Yeah, I mean, but that the other half should still bloom. It just, you know, maybe a little later um, blooming. But I don't know. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't wouldn't bloom at all. Now, but you say they do have the, the buds. I mean, deer love uh, buds of azaleas, so they they can browse azalea buds sometimes and and clip them off. Uh, if you notice that I mean, we, we've got plenty of deer, so they may have worked on them. Yeah, that oh, might man. be that might be the issue. <clears throat> the um. And, and there are varieties that bloom, you know, some bloom later than others. Some of the Satsuki varieties, um, your, your Gumpo-type varieties, they're, they're late bloomers. But if, you if you know, if they normally bloom all together and they're not blooming, I don't – something's going, going on with the buds there. So I would I would look for, for deer browsing and, um, yeah, and, and, you know, soil tests are, are always – you know, they, they – and today's the magic, magic day, Mike and Rufus. On, uh, they've become free. So today uh, mm-hmm. marks the day that they're, they're free from now till Thanksgiving. So um, you can you can get a soil test done and send it over to NCDA. And, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll check the soil. I'll get the test run out there to the lab and see what they say. Okay. Well, this is really interesting, Joe. I, I hope you will keep us uh, updated on this. We'll be out at the State Farmers Market on April fifteenth, and uh, I know yeah, you. I'll, be, I'll get by there to see you. Yeah, and and Paul Paul McKenzie will be with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, another gets the farmers market. I'm sorry, Johnny. It's just a, it's just the way it's. I'll uh, well, you can come we're on gonna, out too. Gonna, <laughs> I mean, we're not stopping you from coming to the show. It's just be out you're there busy. With Paul on fr- uh, Thursday, we're coming, going out there taking some master gardeners on Thursday. Uh, Joe, you you just is there a female with you? <laughs> Yeah, my, my wife, but, but that was my uh, GPS. I always set the GPS so I don't know what time I get. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Don't get lost. Well, Joe, one time, uh, Joe, I had a problem with some Zayas one time, and I remember Ann said something about this. She loved to do cotton uh, cotton mill uh, seed. Cotton seed meal. Cotton seed meal. She used that on uh, camellias and Zayas. And, and I went down to, it was Clayton, I believe, and got me a, a 50-pound sack, and I've had no problem since. I sprinkled it around on the drip line yeah. of those that wouldn't bloom, and they, yeah. they've and you done don't, well. You don't need a, a lot. It doesn't no, like uh, – azaleas don't like a lot of, of – That's uh, nitrogen, uh, I think, cottonseed meal is nitrogen. Yeah, well, I've got cottonseed meal that we put on. But you don't need a lot of any nitrogen product. No, no. Bone meal, which is phosphorus, would I would think would be a better better choice. But um, yeah, now, I know, I know that Ann used it on – 
on uh, camellias. I don't know about azaleas. Yeah. But yeah, get the soil tested and 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 see and look for the look for the browsing. Usually, you can see them clip those buds be clipped off. Um, yeah, by the, I'll, I'll look about that when I get back home tonight. Okay. Hey, Joe. Yes, sir. Don't get lost. <laughs> yeah, get used to that I new phone. Doing. I just I, I just got that on sale. Know when I get there. All right. Did well, you throw, did you throw away your flip phone? <laughs> You didn't have a flip phone, did you, Joe? Uh, come on, lady, now be quiet. This is my show. <laughs> Joe, take it easy, buddy. We'll see you at the farmer's market. Okay, we'll see you in two weeks. Good talking with you. Bye. Uh, we'll talk to Jason in Lewisburg and William, the air traffic controller in Beaufort, coming up.